Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. So, London has fallen somehow even better than Olympus has fallen. (laughs) Better in different ways. I thought I had seen this. Yeah. (laughs) Clearly not. Uh, Yeah. I I was watching The Empire Strikes Back of fucking Gerard Butler movies. Truly a perfect film. Except for almost no complaints. Well, yeah. Uh, We will get to it. Uh, Before we do, Parker, do you have any news? Because I have a, a brief news item. I had literally no news up until this afternoon when I opened my phone while on the toilet, as one does, and saw James Gunn unveils entire DC slate, and then I turned my phone off. So don't ask me what movies are coming. I did oh. not click it. I yeah, would be but... goddamned if I ruined my day. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of that, apparently Zachary Levi... Who? I'm, I'm leaving a space for the listeners to look up who the fuck that is. I think I'm he's not a guy. It up, so. I, I think he's a guy who plays Shazam, and I think he also played um, Prince. No, uh, that was the, Shaq. And, and he also plays uh, the the. I think he plays Flynn Rider or played Flynn Rider in uh, Tangled. So again, oh, maybe we'll kind of to, yeah. Well, it oh. made me kind of have to look <laughs> up. So he uh, apparently he came out as anti-vax, and uh, people were like, "Oh, now James Gunn isn't going to put him in movies." And I was like, James Gunn has to look at who he is, too, because uh, I've got no fucking idea. But uh, that wasn't my news item. My news item is about Clone High, so you guys know it's coming back. They're uh, they're doing another thing of it. Uh, thank I'll goodness. Right, I do. Yeah. So apparently, the first episode has already leaked, and I saw two clips from it online. And I'm trying like not to. I kind of want to wait till like it's actually done and like out there before I watched it. But apparently, like, a lot of people weren't really into it. And I was like, oh, let me see. And the first clip I watched was actually kind of funny. And the second one I watched was, like, a cancel culture joke. And it didn't really work for me. But I was like, you know, in context, it's probably, like, a lot better. And also, like, not every joke has to work. Maybe just, you know, see how it goes. So, I'm, I don't know. I guess I'm, like, cautiously optimistic. Anyway, that's, uh, that's about all I got for uh, part I also have some news. Let's hear it. Is nobody gonna tell me that Renfield's part of the Dark Universe? That can't be real. You can't say that to me. The Dark Universe uh, is still going on. Apparently, it is. Hey, let me in. Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> that can't be. I. Yeah. It's and entirely possible that I was lied to on Twitter, but uh, it seems plausible enough. The Dark Universe can't be going on. Still, that's impossible. Like we have laws. That's what I thought. <laughs> we live in, in a, with a we live in a country with with a system of law. <laughs> What's yeah, we'll be us from it. the common beast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, future episode Renfield part of the Dark Universe. Uh, now we have to. I'm yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, otherwise, I mean, you have to watch it anyway. Law. So it's right, really yeah. no harm for you. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, but also me. Yeah. You guys want to get into Jerks of the Week? 
Sure. Oh, oh fuck. Okay. I can't believe you've done this. Because I have a jerk of the week and a hero of the week whenever I'm, it's my turn. Okay. Well, the hero is obviously Prince Harry, so who's the jerk? Yeah. Okay, my other hero of the week. Yeah. <laughs> Parker, go ahead. Just off. Oh, my hero of the week. Uh, we have a very, very sweet elderly man that works with us. And mm -hmm. uh, today I saw his name tag for the first time. And that's where I learned that uh, we've had a Steve on that team for a long time. So he had to get a name tag with his initial. So now I get to look at this sweet old man who is, as you would describe, cantankerous with his Steve-O name tag every day until he quits. <laughs> it makes me so happy. He has no idea. Uh, my jerk of the week, uh, Little Caesars, six ninety nine for hot and ready. Fuck yourself. What are we fucking That's doing? I That's was... Ruined my fucking weekend. I was beyond furious. $7. I can go to Domino's and get something that doesn't taste like cardboard four hours later. Exactly, oh, yeah. Well, sorry to Little hear Caesars that. was there for me in my lowest times, uh, spiritually and financially. And even they have <laughs> cast me aside. That's why you don't have your camera on. It's like, there for me in my worst times. You have, like, all this Little Caesars stuff in the background. <laughs> what do you think my laptop's sitting on? <laughs> Alright, uh, my jerk of the week is uh, Robert Evans. Now, uh, Alex, I finished the book, uh, Kid Stays in the Picture. It's a really good book. I, uh, I highly recommend it. Park, if you haven't read it yet, or listened to the audiobook. Apparently they made a movie, so I might watch the movie. Uh, I had a really good time with it, but there's there's one thing about it. Like, you know, the credibility of the author is, uh, I, I don't really call it into question, because you can kind of look up what he's talking about and see, oh, yeah, he is telling the truth. It did go down like that. It's fine. But the way that he talks every once in a while, I'm just like, I don't know if it really went down quite like that. And it really comes down to his 11-year-old son at the time, who he was trying to make a movie called The Cotton Club. And uh, he wanted to cast Richard Pryor in there. And his son says to him, please don't put Richard Pryor in that movie. Otherwise, it'll, it'll just be another Richard Pryor movie. I'm like, well, I guess an 11-year-old would have, you know, the wherewithal to say something like that. But he called his father daddy and what he what he typed those words onto that thing you know it would go into a book and people would read it did he realize that i would be reading that in the fucking tom green voice from freddie got fingered <laughs> it'll be another I richard Pryor movie daddy <laughs> i'm gonna make you so proud daddy <laughs> anyway uh, alex is your jerk of the week uh, also a hero and a jerk of the week uh my hero of the week is the McDonald's down the street, which I found out will actually serve me ice cream at 2 in the morning, which makes it a fucking unicorn. That's uh, important. My jerk of the week is also the McDonald's down the street because they gave me root beer instead of Diet Coke, and I didn't realize until I drove away. Ew. Oh. That's fucking disgusting. That's, so <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, it happens. I just, yeah. I literally went out at 2 in the morning to get ice cream and caffeine, and I came back with one of those things, and it wasn't the one I was expecting. Oh. Man, what, that would have would have hurt my feelings. I, like, I'm not even anti root beer. It's just like I am I caffeinated know, root beer. From... Like, I, I mean, I don't love it, but like, I, I'll yeah. drink it. I'm indifferent. It's just, but no, yeah. I need my, I, I need my crippling addiction drug. Like, come on. Okay, yeah. you and me both, buddy. This. Yeah, well, I'll give it up uh, when I'm fucking dead. Yeah, my Sonic feet picture. I mean, Coca Cola. So, uh, I mean, one yeah. might be together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into what we watched recently. I don't have a lot this week. That's a uh, first in a fucking while. 
I, I watched season three of The Sopranos. I'm not really trying to turn this into a regular thing, but there was a scene that fucking killed me. Uh, so he has a therapist in this movie, a psychiatrist. Her name is, uh, I don't remember, but she's played by Lorraine Bracca. And there's a scene in which she gets pretty violently uh, assaulted, and she has to kind of work through those issues with the knowledge that, you know, this mob boss patient could quickly take care of the situation in a way that she would find quite apposite. And she calls up his home, and his wife answers the phone, and she's like, hey, I have to cancel my appointment. I uh, was in a car accident. And uh, his wife's like, oh my god, I hope you're okay. And while this is going on, Tony Soprano is in a bathrobe, in the fridge. He's like, who ate the last piece of cake? And I, <laughs> it's just like this throwaway line that fucking killed me. I didn't laugh out loud like very much during that show, but that, that scene made me like... I was laughing so hard I had to pause the show. Everything else is really good in, in The Sopranos. It's, you know, it's obviously just a good show. I'm getting to the point where it's like, I'm not even watching it just as like, oh, I want to, you know, finish it and move on to something else. I, I actively like watching the next show. Like, I could be watching something else. I could have been watching, like, any of my assignments. So I was like, I want to see what's going to happen in the next episode of The Sopranos. I guess that's why people like it. I'm, I'm kind of this weird thing where... The fact that I watch shows so late means I kind of miss out on the water cooler talk, especially for, like, HBO shows and stuff like that. If I were to ever get around to Game of Thrones, which I'm really not planning to, nope. then nope. I, I'm i kind of happy that I've missed out on the whole talking about... I don't even like the character names for that stupid shit. Uh, but... I kind of I kind of feel like I, I don't know, a little bit of FOMO with like talking about the Sopranos. That being said, I kind of don't want to get into like the Sopranos fandom or talk about oh this is my favorite episode or tell me more about Paulie Walnuts or whatever. I'm like I'm just, I'm just having fun enjoying it. Uh, it's good. I don't know if I'd call it the best show I have ever seen, but I can't think of a meaningful criticism beyond the actor who plays AJ sucks. Uh, it's it's just really good. Uh, so if you haven't seen the Sopranos. There's no one out there in the world who hasn't. Then, uh, yeah, I, uh, I recommend you're it. You're talking to one of them, actually. Oh, really? Hey, Parker, you haven't seen it. Seen, oh. My mom has seen it maybe a thousand times. Really? I, oh, hey. She would just I know run I that shit on loop constantly. Oh. I, I know for a fact I'd enjoy it, but uh, early pandemic, when I was thinking about watching it and everybody on Twitter was being really annoying about it, I was like, I'll put this in the kitty for another five years. I yeah, can't, I, I can't do this right I now. I guess I kind of missed out on that during the pandemic because I just didn't care. I just sort of tuned it out. It, uh, the uh, LG Rhythm has kind of fucked me with Twitter. Is uh, before YouTube, they'll have like uh, what's the account like uh, Sopranos out of context. Which, by the way, very bad name for it because every single one of those videos, the person gives context for the scene. <laughs> uh, but every single time they, they're saying something, I'm like I agree with whatever they're saying. I'm like, oh, that is a really good scene. I'm glad you know I got to see that. Uh, there is a character on the show named Big Pussy. So, if <laughs> you sure you want to put this on the back burner, this is one to watch. It is a long show. Every single episode is like about an hour long, and there's uh, however much 13 times. But it, it's good. I like it. It's fun. And I think we all know how the show ends. Uh, I, I don't know. I had that spoiled for me like a long time ago. But I don't care knowing how it ends. Like, I, I'm still interested to see what's going to happen next. So, yeah, The Sopranos, good. Hot take Chris here. Uh, I have to admit, like, I had more fun watching that and, like, doing other stuff this week, and, I don't know, so a couple things were going on this week, so I couldn't get to movies. There is one that I watched that I wanted to get to, and that is, uh, Doomed, the untold true story of Roger Corman's The Fantastic Four. Uh, I've always been interested to know what happened with this thing. 
let me tell you, that movie doesn't look like it would have really been good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not even the fact that, like, oh, the Fantastic Four is unfilmable as a concept. I'm sure someone could do it, right? But, uh, probably not. And this version looks astonishingly bad. Like, th- this is really low budget. It's like, oh, yeah, of course, Chris, it's Roger Corman, but, like... No, this is this is lower budget than I anticipated. It's kind of funny that this documentary they laid with. You have to understand, Marvel movies weren't very good back in the '90s. At least two different people shit talk the Captain America movie. <laughs> was, I think we did the, an episode on that, didn't we? Uh, the one with uh, oh, that guy who sucks. I mean, I've I think, seen it. Um, yeah, no, we definitely saw it. I, I don't know. Maybe I watched it for an assignment or something. That's a thing that you would do. Yeah, well, I was I was mildly interested. Yeah, it turns is, out it sucks. Wait, is is that the one I assigned to you? I think you did, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. I definitely yeah. haven't. Seen oh, all right, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, never mind. Okay, I guess we didn't. Um, I knew it was something to do with the show. Anyway, uh, it is kind of sad to see all the people who are in it talk about it, but like, no, really, this could have been even if it wasn't good. This could have been like a springboard to like get me work. And then you see like clips from it, and you're just like, ah, probably not. <laughs> I don't think anyone would have actually liked it. And the thing is, you can find this. Uh, that original uh, 90s version of the Fantastic Four, you can find that pretty much anywhere. Uh, I will say that the biggest problem with this documentary is the lack of clarity. The longest time, I believe that the basic underlying story here is that the film company wanted to make this as quickly as possible so that they could reserve the rights to it. That way they would just like hold on to it. And that it was not, in fact, intended to be released. And the movie opens with Stan Lee saying that that movie was never intended to be released. And the people who worked on it are immediately refuting him. So I'm like, oh, really? So what was the story? And uh, people, are, people are just kind of blaming each other. No one really knew what was going on. And I don't really have any of my questions answered. I don't know if that's necessarily a flaw. If you, if you don't have the answers, but like, I guess maybe you shouldn't make the documentary yet. Maybe I could have just read like an article on like... I don't know, comiczone.net or something? I don't visit those websites. Parker would know better. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that was even worth including on the show. Maybe I'll cut that. Uh, Alex, what'd you watch? Um, I've actually got a small handful of things to talk about this week. Uh, went out the night after we recorded last week and finally got to see Puss in Boots, as I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking loved it. It's fantastic. Uh, I... I understand your criticisms with it, Chris. The Florence Pugh's voice in this is uh Yeah, she tragic, sucks. Tragic tragic yeah. <laughs> that she probably sounds like that on a regular basis. I yeah. feel for her. But uh also that's probably why she's good at sounding like an American. It's like yeah. well, people can't hear me talk like this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh I know you you had some issues with the the wolf thing being a little bit too literal. However, every time the wolf was on screen doing the Omar whistle, I was just, like, super gassed up, so I didn't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a very, very small problem. I wasn't trying to, yeah. like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, very good. Um, something for pretty much everybody in there. Like, actually, not like a fucking Pixar movie. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, it's, this is a lot I, better than Pixar. Uh, every time in the past week that uh that i've like been like expressing any sort of frustration with anything going on in my life under my breath i'll just be going oh, pulls and pulls and <laughs> like he just <laughs> he's so fucking good at voicing that stupid cat he uh, is yeah it's absolutely fantastic i think everybody should see it mm-hmm. uh, and i don't often say that about movies for little babies so yeah there you go um watched another movie for little babies uh 
We're sitting on the couch. She's like, hey, can you put Tangled on? I feel like watching Tangled tonight. I'm like, immediately, alarm bells are going off in my head. Like, I have to watch a movie musical. This is perfect. Let's watch it. Oh, good so call. I put it on. Uh, so I put it on, find it on Disney Plus, get it started right away. Like 15 minutes in, she's like, hey, I'm kind of bored. We can watch something else. And I'm like, no, 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 we have to finish this. Uh, which led to having to explain to the person <laughs> that I have lived with for the past three years how the wheel works. Uh, so that was fun. Um, so I know this is a movie that a lot of people that like these movies really, really like. I'm one this of them. Like, I thought this was really forgettable, honestly. I, huh. I, I just, I, it, it wasn't bad. Like, I don't, I'm not going to come in here and, like, shit on this movie. I think Rapunzel is just not that interesting of a story in general. And it's kind of weird that they chose to do that with this. But, uh, I don't know. I mean, the songs were okay, I guess. Uh, I wouldn't put anything I heard in this movie on, like, a list of, like, the 25 best Disney songs. Oh, the animation I... was good for the time. Uh, it's still pretty good now compared to a lot of the shovelware bullshit you see now. But also, I watched this tonight after I watched Puss in Boots, a movie that is fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, I did you watch I, uh, I Puss would... in Boots in the theater? Yeah, of course. Okay, just make sure. Oh yeah, I, after I... that's the thing is, I would try to tell people it's like, oh yeah, it's also out on streaming. And people are like, oh, where's the trailer? I was like, oh, Peacock. Never mind. <laughs> Go to the well, also, also, it's like $22 to rent it at home. Yeah, and, I'm like, uh, holy It cost $5 combined for us to go to the theater to see right, it. Right, so, yeah. You know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, just buy that $7 lemonade and don't finish it. We're still coming out ahead here. It's mm-hmm. fine. Um, I just want to yeah. back you up. Um, can you describe the look on her face when you explained, like, actually, um, I created the wheel. <laughs> can you walk me through that? You and know, are you on you, speaking terms yet? Uh, you you would think there would be like a moment of shock or confusion there, but she processed it pretty quickly. She's like, "Yeah, that makes sense. That seems like something you would do." I like, yeah, I, I do like that. Process pretty quickly. Be like, "Oh God, no! Don't tell me more." Just like you can like see it like on her face, just like just like the the look of surprise just immediately dissipating. Like, oh yeah, no, never mind. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, he would do that. Thinking yeah. of what else she's had to watch in the room with you and be like, yeah. "Wait, you, you no, said you had um, to." Huh, no. <laughs> you know, uh, you guys should give her credit on this, because every week when she doesn't have something that she wants to watch and we're sitting on the couch, she's like, what do you have to watch for the show this week? And most of the time I say, oh, nothing, because I'm not going to make her watch Repo the Genetic Opera with me. But, oh, yeah, no. Those get downloaded and watched yeah. quietly yeah. in my laptop. Right, yeah. In. I, <laughs> I, I can't introduce that stress. What you working on, babe? Uh, Taxes? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's basically where I'm at with my remaining assignments, especially knowing that my last two wheel assignments are Stephen King adaptations. Oh, she'll love those. No, I I told her that, and she actually had an audible negative reaction to it. So I was (laughs) like, all right, cool. Good. I will watch these on my own. Not not subjecting you to Firestarter, don't worry. Oh, oh, buddy. We'll talk. (laughs) That one is... I know, but uh, here's the thing. It's not on the list. Correct, and man, I look forward to that conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll briefly touch on this. This is a movie that I have seen before, and I'm pretty sure both of you guys have seen and liked, but uh, I watched Tucker and Dale vs. Evil again for the first time in, like, I don't know, 12 years. Oh, man, we put that on with a bunch of drunk people at our house to get them to simmer down. What are the odds? Solid solid three and a half star movie that gets bumped a full star because the bad guy is a frat boy named chad absolutely (laughs) see just the 
I know there's a lot that like works in that movie, and I don't want to take away from that by just talking about the dumb things that made me chuckle. But really, really important that we have this 2011 horror comedy where the the main villain, a frat boy named Chad, just has his collar popped the whole time. Like, if they missed that detail, I would have been so upset. He had to be there. Like, I just love I, the commitment to doing the same bit over and over. Like, man, isn't this crazy that this keeps happening and they just do it for like 85 minutes? Like, good. <laughs> do not relent on it. Don't turn Correct. it into a real movie. <laughs> the reveal at the end that he is part hillbilly hits every time. <laughs> <laughs> every time. It's so good. Um, hey, you guys remember that movie that came out last year, The Lost City? Well, with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. I've yeah, I saw it. I skipped past that on yeah. streaming about 400 times because she yeah. did not like romantic comedies. I'm like, I'm clear. We're safe. So I, I'm glad that you say specifically that about romantic comedies because, like, it somehow never clicked for me that this is a movie that's made explicitly for women. And, like, I'm not even saying that in a bad way. It's just, like, I, I looked at this when I saw the trailers. I'm like, oh, you know family comedy something for everybody there's romance there's action blah 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 they're they're just doing a the rock movie without the rock which like great it's like oh no 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 this isn't that at all this is this is dumb sweet meathead channing tatum being corrected by his much smarter and more competent female companion the whole time uh which you know channing tatum great at being a dumb guy really really good that is his fucking wheelhouse and it breaks my heart to say this but i think after this movie i have to sell all my channing tatum stock because i now realize this is all they're ever going to let him do like we're just we're never we're never getting the channing tatum movie we want like they're just not going to cast him in things where he gets to do anything but be stupid and take his shirt off and he has actual acting chops and that kind of sucks um this movie's like it's pretty fun uh this is not a movie that I would say that I laughed out loud at more than once or twice. One of which, of course, is the second best surprise Brad Pitt getting his head blown off scene that I have ever seen in a movie. Um, which is a great you, statement to say. You have piqued my interest. <laughs> <laughs> um, for, the first act is much stronger than the rest of the movie, I think. Like, it gets going pretty quickly. You're on the island with evil Daniel Radcliffe, like, I don't know, like 12 minutes into the movie. Uh, uh, there's, there's some good bits in here. Like, the whole thing is, like, Sandra Bullock is, like, this, uh, um, she's a romance novel writer that doesn't really want to write romance novels anymore because, uh, her husband was, like, an archaeologist that died. We never really find out why. And she's just, like, kind of in mourning and can't really get on with her life, but still has this book contract and has to write these stupid novels. And Channing Tatum is, like, the, the cover model for all the books. Uh, so... All the fans are like obsessed with him and they have to do press together and she hates it and she's miserable and she just like wants to be left alone and not write these silly little books anymore but you know she's got her whole like publicist team because there's you know all this money behind the books so they have like this social media manager for her who's just like reading out all the things that she's tweeting from Sandra Bullock's official account and all of them end in hashtag Sean Mendez and it, it actually got it, it gets me like every time <laughs> like wow did I just get kidnapped or what hashtag Sean Mendez at Sean Mendez like it's I, like there are, there are parts here that work the problem here is like Channing Tatum just says dumb guy shit the whole time and a lot of it's like pretty funny in a vacuum but immediately after every dumb thing he says, Sandra Bullock corrects him. Every time. And it makes it 
so much less enjoyable when you have these two people who have chemistry, who have clear roles to play, and they're like, oh, nope, we gotta tell the audience that her name isn't actually Gloria Seinfeld, because Sandra Bullock knows that it's actually Gloria Steinem. Like, yeah, no, no fucking shit. Uh, and that part's, like, kind of frustrating. Uh, this movie could be better than it was, but it is eminently watchable. Um, it is a comedy where you your mileage may vary on the quality and quantity of jokes, and that's fine. Uh, yeah, it's like I, it is simultaneously better and worse than I expected it to be, and I think that's fine. And I'm kind of surprised that this didn't do better than it did because I think there's like a very very clear audience for this movie, and I don't know how many of them saw it. Can we just talk about the fact that uh, Magic Mike 3 comes out in 10 days, and I just now learned that by Googling it? Did you really not know that? <laughs> I haven't I seen that. a single thing anywhere for it. I have seen the trailer a couple times. Um, I mean, I'm going to see it because I'm a little piggy. But Same. I'm not, like, I, th- I, I think I mean, they're I'm doing a rowdy now, showing like, at the Alamo. So. Hang on now. I could be wrong on that. I'm listening. How did no one uh, tell me this? Yeah, I just. I just oh, we've seen know. so much piggy shit in theaters. How did I not get a single trailer? What is this? That's a great question, buddy. Uh, yeah, Lost City. You can do worse with time. Uh, it is. I think this movie's like two hours, but it doesn't really feel it. Like it's fine. Fine movie. I said a lot about a movie that's just fine, but I kind of wanted to because. Yeah. Who the fuck else has talked about this movie that came out last year with the star-studded cast? Um. Two more to get to here. Uh, Amazon put out a documentary last year uh, called The Sound of 007, which is all about the music of the Bond movies. Oh, that um, sounds good. Uh, both, like, the score and, like, all of the Bond songs and, like, how everything came up with, you know, how they came up with the riff and how they incorporate all the, the songs into them. It's about 90 minutes. Uh, I think it is very good at what it's trying to do. But I think depending on what kind of documentaries you like and how much you like the Bond movies, like your mileage may vary with this one. Because, let me put it this way. I've heard a lot of people compare this to, like, uh, a DVD extra uh, in, in the sense that, like, you know, it's not getting super, super deep into the weeds with any of this stuff. If you're, like, a hardcore fan, you probably already know basically everything this documentary is telling you. But it's all packaged together in a way that you would have seen on VH1 back in the day. Uh, they get a ton of fucking interviews for this. There are, like, maybe four or five people that you see more than, like, a couple times in the little interview snippets. And I think that's really cool when you've got a franchise that spans 60 years. Like, obviously a lot of the, the original people involved aren't still around. And there's, like, a couple, like, archive interviews with some of the people, like John Barry, that were responsible for, you know performing the initial riff and like writing a lot of the songs and stuff um didn't know that albert broccoli's nickname was cubby so uh they just call him cubby broccoli the whole time yeah it's fucking british man they're just they're just on one all the time uh i really enjoyed this uh you know they don't get into everything like there are certain things that like aren't super super covered like they don't really talk about the chris cornell song at all but like also how are they gonna he's dead um and I think that it's fine the the way that it's presented because they do they they go through the whole history of the music and it's kind of like out of order but in a way that it's like 
unnecessary chaos because like who's gonna sit down and be like well and then we wrote the thunderball song and then we wrote the you only live twice song and then we did this and I, like that'd be fucking boring um but there's there's uh it's i think it's like very well put together there is i will say uh the other complaint that it seems like people have with this whole lot of billy eilish and a whole lot of hans zimmer oh obviously well 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 i mean it's the one that just came out like of course yeah of course they have the most like current uh um, yeah. you know things to say about it and like I think that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, but I think it was kind of cool to have somebody that's like, I can't believe they approached me to do a Bond song. This is how I did it. And then I was working with Hans Zimmer, and then Hans Zimmer was just like, ah, yes, this is how I mix all the audio, and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't realize that Hans Zimmer sounds exactly like the fucking grandpa from Beerfest, but uh, he does, so you got that going for you. Um, Papa. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I... You will know by this point of me talking about it whether this is something you would like or not. I would not watch it solely, like, like if you're just, like, a fan of documentaries that doesn't care about the Bond movies, and I probably wouldn't watch it if you're, like, a Bond super fan, unless you want to see some, like, cool interviews, but I think this is, like, a great way to spend 90 minutes. I think this is really, really interesting, and if you do care about this stuff even a little bit, like, definitely, like you know, interesting to think about the whole process that went into all this. Uh, very early in this movie, somebody says, I don't remember who it was, somebody says, like, yeah, the Bond riff is probably the most iconic, like, piece of music that we have. It's the one piece of music that you immediately associate with one thing and only one thing. And I thought about that, and I'm like, that's kind of true. It's like this in the 1812 Overture. Like, what else can you immediately hear, like, four notes and be like, oh, yep, that's that thing. It's from this. Like, uh... And I think that my Bond dorkness aside, like, this is, it's kind of neat. Um, well, I, there is one other song. Whopper, 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 <laughs> junior double, triple, whopper, I don't have a way to stop bowler, Actually, I'll wait. That's the only way to cut it off. I'll wait uh, for the next 20. Thank you. Uh, I, you know, I'm kind of like... I don't know about uh, music documentaries. I, this does sound like something that I would enjoy, but I, I've got too many memories of watching music documentaries, and they'll always cut to like some celebrity who wasn't involved with the song at all, or or the production or anything. But it's always it's always Jack Black. It's always like Jack Black will be like, you know, the first time I heard this, it blew my mind that someone could do this with a guitar. So as, as long as they as, as long as they don't interview Jack Black on here, I'm good. There is not a lot of that. Um, there are, there's like a couple, like I know there's like a movie critic and there's like a music critic, and they go to each of them like maybe two or three times. But it's mostly people that were involved with either making or recording a Bond song or involved directly with the movies, mm-hmm. um, which I think is good. And even when it is somebody that like, like I know the the one lady, I don't actually know who she is, and they interview her like four or five times. She's talking a lot about the Shirley Bassey songs and like how influential they were on her. It's like. I'm sure this would be really cool if I knew who the fuck you were and what kind of music you made, but mm-hmm. neither here nor there. Um, fuck, I had one more thing I wanted to say about this. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, no Jack Black in this. Jack White, <laughs> however, is in this. Um, uh, yeah, who has the bluest fucking hair for some reason. It's like, bro, you're like, like what, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, don't know, not interested in knowing. Uh, I have always hated the Quantum of Solace song. Uh, he basically explains his thought process while writing it in this movie and is just like, 
yeah, I wanted to do something really experimental and different because they basically, like, once they once they let me and Alicia Keys do it, like, I basically had the keys and could do whatever I want. They couldn't really say no. And I knew a lot of people weren't going to like it, but also the one time in my life I met Prince, he told me how cool he thought the Bond song was. And I was like, you know what? If Prince likes it, okay, cool. You know what? Good enough for me. Yeah, good for uh, him. Who, who am I to tell Prince he's wrong, you know? Uh, and after this, I was like, you know what? I do need to go back and watch some more Bond movies because it's been a while since I've watched one. Uh, so I went back and watched Thunderball again for the first time in, I don't know, 15 years. Um, I really like this movie. Me too. Um, I, I understand a lot of the complaints with it because... Well, all right, let me just get out in front of this first because uh, I, I, I just want to get this off my chest. A lot of people think this is like a particularly rapey Bond just because, like, you know, it's a Sean Connery in a 60s Bond movie mm-hmm. where he's just like, you know... He, like, surprise forces some woman to kiss him. And then she's like, oh, that was surprising, and then goes with it. And it's like, all right, so ignoring the fact that, you know, things were just sort of different back then and people, you know, didn't understand consent the way that we do now. Uh, if you're going to watch this movie in 2023 and one starred on Letterboxd because James Bond is a sexist, like, go listen to that, <laughs> like, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like... Like, you know what you're fucking signing up for. Like, I, I, I don't... I, I digress. I just, like, fucking Inside Out's right over there, man. Like, I don't know why... <laughs> I don't know why you thought that putting this fucking, like, male-centered movie from the 1960s on was going to make you feel something other than that. Like, Go watch just, Owl Academy. Uh, that, that aside, uh, the, the people whose opinions I actually respect... Uh, have some split opinions on this uh one of the chief complaints being uh this kind of all takes place in one location and a lot of it especially the action scenes are shot underwater and i could see i can see a lot of the complaints about this uh having some merit it's like oh well the fighting's kind of slow and you can't really tell who people are but the whole time i'm watching this i was just kind of like how the fuck did they do all this? Like, I was just, like, really, really impressed, so I didn't care. Uh, and I could understand somebody just, you know, like, ah, you know, I just want to watch, like, a fun blockbuster movie not getting that from it. And that's totally cool. Um, there is a whole lot of fucking underwater scenes in this, and I think they're great. I think they look really, really fucking impressive, especially considering this was, what, 65? Like, it's it's been a long fucking time. Uh other complaint 130 minutes somehow oh um, i forgot about that i i don't think it feels like it like it's it kind of moves i mean some of the action scenes are like a bit slow like when he's getting chased during the parade but like he's getting chased during a parade i'm gonna watch james bond get chased during a parade for an hour and a half if you put it in your movie like i don't care i know i'm a fan of these things and i'm a little bit biased but I think this one's pretty good. I don't think it's, like, the best Connery movie. It's probably in the middle of the pack as far as those are concerned. But it's it's an action movie with cool people and gadgets and a big budget. And that's just kind of enough. I mean, it, it does kind of suck knowing that, like, most of the movies that I've seen in my life that came out before The Godfather are Bond movies. But sometimes it'd be like that. I'm just now realizing I never saw No Time to Die. Whoops! I don't. It's it's 
Have it's I good. seen that? I, I can never keep track of the ones I have seen. I know I've seen all the I, Connery ones. The last time I accused you of not seeing No Time to Die, you told me you in fact had. So I'm going to go with yes. Yeah, I think I did. No Time to Die is the most recent one. Oh, yeah, I saw that in theaters. Sorry. <laughs> I, I forgot which one that is. That's the other thing is I, I do have trouble keeping track of which one is which. Uh, you know, the other thing about Thunderball is uh, I agree with your cat. Great theme. I completely agree. I have probably listened to the Thunderball theme like 30 times this week in preparation <laughs> to do it the next time I go to karaoke. I'm glad no your bullshit. cat was helping you out. You know? I, uh, and uh, since it's been on my mind, unsolicited top five Bond songs ranking uh, for me, Oof. I... I, 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 it's hard for me to put it in an exact order, but in some order, it's Thunderball, Diamonds Are Forever, The World Is Not Enough, You Know My Name, and A Beautiful Kill. And I, I know my number that, one is, uh, sorry, God. Uh, I, I, I think anything is acceptable as an answer to put in this top five, as long as it's not Live and Let Die. Oh, my Live and Let Die is number one for me. I happen to love oh. that. That's me being a dad, <laughs> I, I just love I, that song. It's... <laughs> I, I think, like, I mean, I don't love McCartney's solo stuff in general, but that's neither here nor there. I think it's a shitty Bond song. It's... I, I think almost every Bond song feels like it belongs in a Bond movie, and that one doesn't. That's just like, ah, Paul McCartney's gonna do Paul McCartney things, and just context be damned. So... I don't know. I'm a bit of a purist about these things. And other purists seem to like that song, but, uh, fuck them. Uh, I think that is all... I watched this week, so Parker, without further ado, boys. All right, let me uh, let me just dance around this before I get to the meat of it. Uh, rewatched Twenty Two Jump Street for the first time in many years. That movie still absolutely rips. Uh, it's the exact same movie as the first one, but it's still incredibly good. Good, yeah, because the first one was really good too. I <laughs> had forgotten how much I love that movie and how good Ice Cube is in his small role. Yeah, like. <laughs> My God, the facial expressions incredible! Uh, solid comedy, which again, uh, the amount of R-rated comedies you'll find in theater, less and less every year. Um, you were talking about the Sopranos. Well, uh, speaking of watching HBO shows while everyone else is watching them, I watched the first two episodes of The Last of Us, a game I've never played in my life and never will. Me neither. I'm fucking hooked. It's really, really good. Yeah, my sister's I'm, really into it. I don't give a shit about those games. I think I own the first one on, like, the PS3 or something. I don't care. I will never play it. I will never watch a playthrough. I don't care. But the show is incredibly good. I was locked in, like, the first 20 minutes of episode one. I heard the third I'm, episode is even better. I'm on this bandwagon. I will ride it out until it sucks shit like everything else always does. But uh, until then, hey, I'm going to enjoy the ride. So episode one of Harry and Megan on Netflix. Uh, let me just preface this. Every episode's an hour. A whole fucking hour. At least there's only six of them. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I mean, I know the most general knowledge about them you possibly can, just because I'm online, but I don't know shit about them. I know they got married and then they left, and that's that's about as much as I've cared. So I'm really learning a lot, and boy, you know when you just, you have a vibe about someone, you're like, I don't really know this person, and then they do something totally innocuous, you just decide right there, like, I fucking hate this person, and I will hate them for the rest of my life. 
Yeah, they call each other M and H. No. So I don't care no, what no. they say to me the rest of this. I despise them. <laughs> like, royalty and all that shit be damned. I don't care who they are. Hearing her say, and then H and I went out, like, the hairs on the back of my neck started standing up. That, that sounds fucking so scripted mad. right I feel like there. A feral animal. So, we just have to listen. This first episode is a lot about they're meat cute, and it's this fucking D-list actor from Suits talking to this British weirdo who has the, all the charisma of like a special teams player giving a locker room interview, as they just mutter at each other about how magical it was and all that shit. And that's an hour of that, and it's oh yeah, we we I wanted to go on vacation, and then I was there, and you're like, hey, let's do this, and then they're like, all right, that's enough of that. So let's just get his whole life story. Let's go back to his stupid fucking childhood. Let's see what it's like growing up as a prince. What it's like dealing with the paparazzi. All this shit. And then it's like, oh man, we had such a great time. Aren't we cute together? Hey, did I ever tell you about my dead mom? And then the whole thing just stops on a dime to talk about Princess Diana for like 25 minutes. It is obscene. We go through the whole thing, how her, like, trying to keep the press away from them. We spend a lot of time with, of course, you know, the car accident, and the funeral, and after the funeral. All, because we need their side of the story. We need to know what really happened with Harry and Meghan. You know, all these people are writing books and memoirs about them, but they're not asking them. So we need the real truth. So here's 30-year-old news footage of a funeral. And uh, we get some talking heads saying, like, literally pointing out, like, him walking behind the casket and being like, that's when we really got to see, like, the real Prince Harry. <laughs> One of the most insane things I've ever heard in my life. Um, then he starts growing up, and uh, despite the fact that I live in the South, I'm not really pro-death penalty. However... <laughs> Anyone going to the newsstands and seeing like a People magazine with the cover being about a teenage Prince Harry like smoking weed and having girlfriends and then buying it, first in line. You bring nothing to this world. Who are these fucking psychopaths? So again, I'm wondering what the point of this is. Because the first episode we spent like ten minutes on them originally meeting... Like, five more minutes on them meeting up again. 20 minutes on Princess Diana and her funeral. And then we're talking about him, like, drinking in college. And then it's like, okay, now back to us together again. Like, there's no fucking flow of anything. It jumps back and forth constantly. I watched an hour of this and I learned, like, oh, this this cable television actress, uh, her friend, like, said, hey, you should hang out with him. And then they hung out and then they went on vacation together. That's what I got after an hour. And again, <laughs> like I said, um, where you just hate someone for some innocuous shit, she mentions that, you know, she didn't, she wasn't looking for love. She was in, like, her single girl era. But when she left on this trick, she, she made sure to, and I quote, leave room for magic. And then she met Prince Harry. Oh, my. And I hope oh. they get firebombed. <laughs> parody, satire, parody. It's just a joke. Keeping that. Uh, Parker, just, who do you like yeah. more, M or H? <laughs> oh man, it's so it's so hard to pick. M's got all that charisma that you only find as the fourth lead on Suits, and H. Um, <laughs> oh, you just talk like this the whole time. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, 
Important questions. Yeah. Number one, has he gone to Afghanistan to kill brown people yet? No, not yet. We're just talking yeah, about him is... hanging out with some poor kids in Africa. And that's okay. almost verbatim how they say it, so don't don't look at me as the back. <laughs> right. Number two, do we expect them to discuss Prince Harry dressed up as a Nazi at that costume party? Dude, they fucking better. If I sit through six hours and I don't get to see that. <laughs> we'll make our own unreleased Wait, seventh episode. Maybe that was a different party, because they do reference hanging out together like at a Halloween party before the news broke. <laughs> I swear to God. Are you sure? I that's... swear to God. Are you sure that's a different party? Because it's maybe it she saw that better and she be. was just like, Ooh. Oh, oh, it better be. <laughs> you can't take this from me. Oh, well, man. Uh, that, before I forget, uh, while we're speaking about number two, uh, guess who the bad guy in Thunderball is? <laughs> is it Prince Harry? Are we introduced to number two in the original scene where the guy gets fucking thrown into the, the fire volcano for <laughs> betraying Dr. Evil? Possibly. <laughs> if you love the Austin Powers movie, you should go back and watch all of the Cockney Bonds. Like, I will, you will appreciate him so much more. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, continue. Uh, I don't want to. I hate... I literally have to continue. I have five yeah. more hours of this. But uh, yeah, that could have been a two-sentence summary on Wikipedia, stretched out with <laughs> talking heads, talking about the British press, and boy, a lot of talk about the British press and the paparazzi, and I'm sure they're going to play a big role as this story goes further and further. Hopefully we get to watch them go on magic. some more dates, go to more parties, dress as more Nazis. <laughs> One of the most dreadfully boring things I've ever seen in my life, I should have just literally read one article and I could have avoided this. I, yeah, I, I'm beyond furious. The whole subject matter of Harry and Meghan Markle is just boring to me. Yeah, I I didn't pursue any knowledge of this when it was happening because I don't care about my own country's politics, much less these fucking fakers. And uh, the more I learn, um, this is just like boring. This is fucking workplace gossip I hear when, like, when yeah. someone sits at my table in the break room and I'm like, I, I would have just eaten in my car, like, not be awesome. Well, had I known <laughs> yeah. this was going to happen, like, Man I don't give was a on shit. To something. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit about any of this. It's like, oh, there's five more hours coming. Oh, fuck, there's, like, some part where this old motherfucker just talks about, you know, people think, you know, being royal, it's all great, you have all your privilege, but, you know, and I just wanted to put my head through a wall. And this old fucker is telling me, like, you know, it's actually not that great being a part of British royalty because you don't get to make all, all the choices you want. Sick, I'll fucking trade you as I drive to work in Texas snow, which is literally half an inch, but the whole fucking state shuts down because no one knows how to handle anything. Mm-hmm. Like, dodging three wrecks, like, literally just, like, go ten miles an hour slower, you'll be fine. And people just swerving into light poles, like, hey, you want to switch? Standing their ground. Oh, no, I won't be able to choose my religion. You got me, old British guy. Man, really, fucking... I feel like if you're, like, a prince or something, you could probably skip church if you wanted to. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, you have a feeling you could be like, no, I don't really want to, though. And they'd be like, too right. (laughs) Like, the fact that it just detours, like, yeah, and then my mom died. So anyways, ten years later, I spent a lot of time with this uh, poor kid in Africa, did a lot of humanitarian work, really. this I mean, this, hey, who's helping who? This kid really changed my life. I'm like, what? Get to it. Why and, that sounded like he was adopting the kid as like a pet? Oh, <laughs> who oh, saved who? Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, just for those pictures, and then it's like, all right, I'll write you. Sorry, I didn't teach you how, and then he'll never see that kid again. <laughs> but hey, he got those photo ops. I, 
I don't understand what the point of this is yet. Because they say in the beginning, like, their fucking mission statement is how all these people are writing books about what happened. But they didn't ask them the real story. And so far, the real story is... Uh, I had a friend who knew him and was like, hey, he's cute, you should date him. And I said, okay, and we went on, we went to dinner. Anyways, my mom died, like, fucking super. Five hours left, can't wait. I'll keep you guys updated every single week. Right. I can't I, uh, I have a question that you don't have to answer right now that uh -huh. I want you to keep in mind as you're watching the next five hours of this. Thank you, yeah, I'd love to. Uh, you can You can pick one and we'd be free of them forever. They can go back home. Prince Harry or James Gordon? See, the answer seems obvious, but that's because <laughs> this is the, literally the longest exposure I've ever had to uninterrupted Prince Harry. And by episode six, I... <laughs> yeah. It might just be for my own personal freedom. <laughs> How could you not fall for that raw charisma? Weird. She better talk about his weird dick, or I'm gonna she be better, beyond yeah. pissed. I mean, she had to leave room for magic. His goofy, yeah, his goofy ass <laughs> wizard sleeve dick. I better hear all about it. Uh, yeah, uh, never been a better week to watch London get firebombed for an hour forty five. Let me tell you. And that's it. That is a. Uh, I watched that today. Just looking outside. It's such a rare sight in Texas to see snow. It's just beautiful white out there. And then I look back at the screen with this fucked up face and teeth. Just ruining this beautiful moment that I should be having. Just had to read one article, guys. All I had to do. <laughs> All you had to do was read. All I had to do was read something longer than a clickhole article. And this would have <laughs> never happened. And, uh... Honestly, with the speed you probably read, you could have read something shorter. Uh, fair. Oh. I'm not gonna take offense because I can't be hurt more than this is hurting me. <laughs> Made a separate Netflix profile and everything to keep it out of the algorithm. <laughs> not playing these games. Uh, what did what did you call it? Did you call it H? I just mashed the A button about 18 times. <laughs> but so I might change visual. it to H. Like the first time she said H, I like I was walking around the house listening to my phone and I stopped and rewound it was like what? Surely not. And then someone else called him H. It was one of her friends and I realized Wait, like, you can't do oh, that. This is, this is a fun thing they do. And then he called her M and I swear I almost blacked out. Which one do you think came up with this? Oh, that man has never thought of anything in his fucking life. There is not a thought behind those eyes. Right. It's a hundred percent her. <laughs> She's the mastermind behind all of this. All of it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, me. I I you really only have yourself it's, to blame. It's entirely you a fighting chance. I could have listened to him talk about murdering people in Afghanistan. It's it's extremely funny that you're now experiencing the entertainment version of me forgetting to file my taxes on time and having to pay a bunch of extra fees. <laughs> I know which one I'd prefer, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> The fact that it's just their propaganda, like, hey, we made this documentary about us. And it's not just a doc. The fact that it's six episodes. Like, I keep harping on it like a broken record, but mm -hmm. six fucking hours. See, that's the... It's kind I of the weird... I don't understand. It's kind of the weird thing for me about the, the Harry and Meghan... Sorry, H&M thing. That Thank you. I, I have a little bit of difficulty caring about this. Just yeah. because like, every single time like it comes up in the news, it's like, oh, did you hear Harry's leaving England? And I'd be like, 
gives a shit, you know? It's free. I we'll go too. ahead and do it. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. It was, it, that I, was my reaction until he came here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah where's so, he going? France or something? Yeah. Yeah, where's... Got, where's where's he going? Why is it why is Guys. it landing here? Why is is this a layover? What's going on? Go back. But like, uh, I will say that it's kind of like I guess it's like the LeBron James thing. Remember with like the decision, there was a lot of controversy. Just be like, oh, how arrogant for him to like make a whole TV special about where he was going to go to his next team. When that came out, I didn't care. I was like, well, I just won't watch it. Fucking whatever. But you know, talking heads have to complain about it. You know, his ego and everything. This six hours about how much we woke each other, they're like, oh, fuck off. Mostly because they're British, though. I'm going to tell you right now, episode two better be all about everyone being mad racist towards her. Like, that's... that's Give you something to, you can relate to? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look, when I found out, they're like, yeah, they said all this stuff about her being out of Compton. I'm like, her? Like, what? I'm, I'm from Texas. And I'm like, what? Is she, what? Out of Compton? She's never been in there. Sure? Like I, she's out of content as I am. Like half of my coworkers are even darker than this woman. What are you talking about? It's the most insane part of it to me is that like they're trying to sell the racism story to us. Like, buddy, this is our fucking corner. Like, yeah. We, and then they said uh, derogatory are... th- things about her. I'm like, yeah. and <laughs> she could never handle a lobby with us. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, she she would be dumping on Paco too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> they call it, like, Xbox Not over there. <laughs> oh, a bunch of proper nonsense, let me tell you. Real dog shit. Alright, well, nervous. speaking of people we love extra special much... Uh... Starring Prince Harry, comma, Duke of Sussex. Fuck you. <laughs> that made me so mad from the jump, dude. It made me so fucking mad. Sussex. <laughs> Ugh, it's a, it's got sex in the title there. Alright, uh, let's talk about London as well. Unless, Mark, you have something else you want to talk about? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, this is a ten-star movie this week. <laughs> this is the best thing I've ever seen. It's like when everyone saw Top Gun Maverick on Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. This, this isn't... Was, I was saluting. I'll get ahead of this. I don't really think we need to go scene by scene here, but we have to talk about most of the scenes in the movie. Uh, I did like at the very beginning where you know just what kind, of, just how much of a dad movie it is with one of the terrorist texts. Not only in all capitals, but like the the font that each letter fills up the entire screen. Be like, yeah, whatever. It helps me text faster, son. Quit making fun of me. <laughs> They've made the drop. What is your location? How do I turn DVD player on TV? It's still on HBO. <laughs> M&H show is playing. Why watching this on my TV? <laughs> How do I get the HD channel? I pay for the HD. Why does it look like not HD? Help. Unplugged it, plugged it back in again, still not working, will return it soon. <laughs> Thanks for your quote, gift, quote. <laughs> okay. Say what you want about not going scene by scene with this movie. I'm going right. scene you by can, scene. You can if you want, I don't mind. I, so I can, let's do that. Alright, fine. I, well, I mean, we get to start off with, you know, our heroes drone striking a wedding. So, <laughs> yeah. really just off on the right yeah. foot. Yeah. Yeah, we learned a valuable lesson about drone striking, which is spoilers. You just gotta do it sometimes. Yeah, it's just good. Casualties happen. Movie yeah. over. 
It was kind of nice no, seeing that. You're those. in the big chair. Yeah. <laughs> you to make tough decisions. It was kind of nice, like, seeing them drone striking a wedding. Not ending the sentence there. And Gerard <laughs> Butler... <laughs> Gerard Butler and Aaron Eckhart just, like, jogging kind of, like, nonchalantly. Not even, like, jogging. They were going, like, really, really fucking slow, too. And I think they were just, like, kind of showing off, like, look, I can do it backwards. Look at me. <laughs> it's like, that's a guy, like, you trip when he starts And you're looking at Gerard Butler, you're like, no, you can't. Yeah. Also, Not I'm anymore. the president, so... <laughs> <laughs> this movie uh riding high off the success of the first one is like all right here's what we're gonna do we're gonna make it a tight hour 40 and we're gonna make aaron eckhart the co-lead we're gonna give him a lot to do this movie so buckle up i mean that's I'm not a bad like decision harvey right? did because that's what yeah. he's doing i fucking love aaron eckhart so like more than aaron eckhart Same. is uh, good in he's my he's one of those guys it's like anytime he shows up in something you're like hey now we're talking but he's never gonna make something better by being in it he will simply rise to the level that the movie meets him at. Yeah. Parker, Which for this is perfect. Yeah, Parker, would you like to uh, pronounce the name of the uh, the actor who plays the lead terrorist in this? No, nor like to pronounce <laughs> the director or like three of the writers. <laughs> not after my comments about what I hope happens to Asian M. Will not Which be. again, parodic, satirical in nature. <laughs> uh, we're just a comedy satire podcast for comedians. I do not, in fact, hope a drone strike hits that stupid fucking palace. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of bad things happening in Britain, which would, you know, over there is just any day ending in what? Hey, Parker. Uh, yes. What's the worst thing about being a Windsor? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you may continue. Okay. Well, uh, they, uh, you know, who, who dies with the, the fucking... Was it the prime minister dies or something or some some bridge? Yeah, yeah. prime minister dies and uh, just has a fatal heart attack. Who knows? And uh, all the world leaders gather together to mourn this guy. And that's uh, very presumptuous. You're yeah, I have. Yeah, exactly. You think the <laughs> oh, Japanese happened while Trump was in office, <laughs> dude? I kept thinking about that. It was like you imagine this movie with Donald J. Trump instead of Aaron Eckhart. It's probably just as it's probably is at least as watchable as it is right now, and probably more so. <laughs> it's just it's just funny because this is the kind of Charlie work they would have sent Kamala to do. Yeah, <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. So the pri- they, did the Queen die? No, it's the Prime Minister. Hey, you busy? <laughs> no, of course not. You're not. Put, yeah, no, put that no. shit down. Yeah, put that put that folder down. Put There's down, in down, there. drop it. Okay, thank you. Uh, you and I both know those papers are blank. Get on the plane. <laughs> that was the thing. Is like when I saw the Japanese are going there. You tell me the Japanese give a fuck. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Not only that, but they're just like driving to the funeral. Yeah. <laughs> was it like the French guys in the boat? Just for yeah. Some French... And then the creepy old Italian you... guy on the roof with this twenty-year-old mistress. I, I, I was laughing really <laughs> hard so at like. Good. I was laughing really hard at the French guy being like, "How lost did you get? You ended up on the water." <laughs> <laughs> they should have had more with them yeah this movie I, really takes the cast and whittles it down to it's just Gerard Butler and Aaron Eckhart and then like yeah. every 10 minutes they're like ah oh, what if there's a mold in MI6 and you're like I don't give a fuck don't, yeah. what is this I was. I thought it was pretty good like, okay so our basic idea is we gather all the world leaders together because the Prime Minister dies and then we attack and we can take out all of them and hopefully get the ones who drone struck us and uh, you, unfortunately, you, you just need America. Yeah, this is a lot of extra work. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it turns out they can't even do that, right? <laughs> I will say that, like, I was kind of looking. 
not just because it's Britain, although it's a big part, but, like, I was kind of looking forward to the big attack. So, like, when those Nutcracker guys started actually firing off their rifles, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, this is going to be, like, the best scene in the movie. Because, like, you know, the previous one, for Olympus has followed, I was like, that was my favorite part, like, the huge attack. It's like, that's a good action piece. The CGI in this is noticeably bad. And oh, yeah. it sounds God, like, right it yeah, I try not to be like, oh, that's so obviously fake, but... Dude, look at this. It looks like it's, it's from fucking 1997 for this shit. It, it makes it much better, in well, my opinion. The fucking, like, yeah, exactly. the cracks like, on the, the correct. Rate. Yeah. Also, couldn't care less. <laughs> Could not be less bothered that all of the fucking aircraft in this movie look like they're from fucking SOCOM. I should play SOCOM. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. It's incredibly funny that this was going to get released on the fucking anniversary weekend of the London bombings. They're yeah. like, oh, just kidding. We got to push it back to, uh, we got to fix the visual effects. And then it just looks like a sci-fi movie. <laughs> yeah. Incredible cell phone. We'll make Jackie or Haley look like and, uh, normal. Like we're going to keep referencing like we did last week, just like how this is in the pantheon of dad movies. Uh, going into the theaters, knowing you're getting a sequel to this and immediately opening, which is like Middle East terrorism. That's got to be an incredible feeling for those dads out there. They've got to be fist pumping. About Just, time I someone mean, said it. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, we got to worry about the Koreans, but let's, you know, we're all afraid to say what's really going on here. <laughs> Your dad unholstering as the movie there's, starts. There's just so many moments in here that are just for the dads. Like uh, Mike Banning changing the president's schedule and not telling the British when they're arriving. Yeah, that was, that was kind of oh, funny. You know, it's like, it's yeah, just... that way it's a surprise. Kind of like the triple option. Even the offense doesn't know he's getting the ball. <laughs> you know, son, they call that subterfuge. You ever read uh, Art of War by Sun Tzu? <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> That was a test. Uh, you got to give him a kid on the way. He has to have something to fight for. Because what does a dad love more than football? And oh, then yeah. grilling, and then his kid. Yeah. <laughs> and then grilling. <laughs> so, uh, I have to say that, like, the opening scene... Like, he does this in the first movie, but in this movie, I think it's a little more obvious. Mike Banning kills a lot of people. Oh, there are... Mike Banning. God does. He, <laughs> he has a bloodlust that is insatiable. <laughs> he is a fucking walking disaster. He like, kills a hundred people. Like, he's not smiling outwardly when the attack happens, but the look on his face is like, oh, finally. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real. This movie, like, Jack Bauer fucking wishes. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. He he kills so many people with a fucking nine millimeter, and he's just like constantly like bang 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 bang. Everyone is a double tap too, which uh, <laughs> just so they teach in the dad school. <laughs> it's so fucking good that like when this attack happens, like all of these like you know surprise terrorists that had infiltrated the ranks. It just looks like a bunch of guys you'd find at a fucking bar in Boston. 100%. (laughs) It makes sense. Like, wait, not only have they recruited this terrorist network of hundreds of just fat white dudes, but also every single one of them's, like, combat strategy seems to be to run forward with his gun out, shoot someone in the head, and then die. Yeah. Every (laughs) once in a while, they'll sneer. (laughs) There's... I have never seen... like, Like, this is, like... If this is how the British fight, I understand how we won the Revolutionary War. Yeah. Like, this is—it's truly an embarrassing performance by everyone with the gun. Like, well, I think the stormtroopers could have like won some of these firefights legitimately. We, we talk about Mike Banning. Uh, first, we need to establish that uh, the plot of Olympus has fallen. Like, if that happened, it would legitimately be like 
one of the most insane world events of the last thousand years is never referenced in this movie. No one pays any mind to the fact that the, any of that happened. The only passing That's, references, which we will get to later, is when it says, how many times do you think I've saved this man? <laughs> no one acknowledges, like, the most insane thing in the history of the United States happened. And yeah. This guy was involved. If that but happened, I, he's then, not leaving the country ever again. <laughs> but since then, um, Mike Banning, who's like, you know, just uh, trying to do his best to save the president and get back his good graces. He has since watched every season of 24 and he's been radicalized by Jeff Dunham. He really is. The terrorist. And he's ready to start (laughs) fucking putting people in toe tags. He is out there with a vengeance. That man walks out there, he is sniffing like, huh, there's a bunch of British people, something's wrong. As soon as she goes haywire, he is double tapping. Yes! Mike Banning, uh, much like Batman, is the world's greatest detective. He notices these British nonces have guns, and he's like, ah, must be a terrorist, and just starts shooting. <laughs> Every British cop with a gun just gets executed immediately, no questions asked, because, well, of course they don't have guns. Uh, Parker, I would like you to respect their culture by referring to them as they do, which is, of course, to call them Rudy Tooty Point and Shooties. So. Oh, thank you so much, I'm so sorry. Yeah, the, somehow the bobbies over there weren't particularly helpful. <laughs> this movie has so many small scenes are like, you wouldn't even t- think about otherwise, but like him killing that one guard and then just grabbing the grenades out of his pouch and just putting them in his suit jacket pocket made me laugh <laughs> so fucking hard. That that was really good. <laughs> the dumbest yeah. things I've ever seen. I, I like the 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 one woman she was like dying and she made him promise to stay alive for his unborn child, the one that he had like a Kevlar mattress for. <laughs> I promise that I will never die. <laughs> She's like, please don't die before your kid is born. Oh my god, is the kid in the next movie? Oh god, I hope so. It better Can't be. Wait to find out better tomorrow. Be. Well, we're gonna oh, find out. Yeah. Well, we'll fucking find out. Yeah, the, the kid's one of the terrorists. Uh, I liked how the terrorists have uh, that one guy in a wheelchair could have started in uh, tiptoes, and he uh, <laughs> and he Wait, he hacks into everything. He just. But just like a couple, do, 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 like it's that's a cliche. It's just like you know, you know, the hacker in the movie just hacks it to the mainframe. But he's hacking it to like little display screens in a fucking London subway. I was like, that's impossible. That's it's a closed circuit. You can't fucking hack into that. That's that's Look. that's the same argument that the right uses for the Dominion voting machines. You can't fucking hack these things. I mean, first of all, yes, correct. You've nailed the audience. And second of all, it's all worth it when Gerard Butler quad taps this wheelchair guy. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fucking fun. Where is this guy going to go? So this is just bodies on top of bodies on top of bodies. Yes. An insane body count. Uh, Another thing I noticed for the dad crowd after like the 14th or 15th cop he shoots, they just ADR him yelling in, ah, they're not real cops. And that way no one's upset the audience. <laughs> Incredibly good attention to detail. Thank you, guys. This is after like eight world leaders have been assassinated and there's a hundred corpses in the street. Like, don't worry, guys. They're not real cops. They're just dirty terrorists. Let's be real, though. He kills more people than the terrorists do, okay? It is the angel of death in this movie. (laughs) As soon as they fire, just like one of them, like barely squeezes the trigger. He's just bang, 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 bang. bang. They're like, fuck! (laughs) 
Uh, I felt bad for the terrorists. He's the fucking La Llorona of like the entire Middle East for the next three generations. They're gonna tell their kids like, oh, oh, you better do your chores or else Mike Banning's gonna come shoot me in the head. Okay, two things. Sorry. Number one, how much would you pay for a movie where they send Mike Banning to, to fucking Ukraine? Oh my god. I, that has to be in play, right? Boy, he could oh, clear this up. Shake-up? He could fucking <laughs> settle they, they this. They gotta be thinking about it. He, you know what he reminded me of in this movie? He reminded me of Violence Jack. <laughs> this, is, this is the Hellquake, and this is what happens. He gets fucking shot in the heart in this movie, and he's just like, ah! And he keeps on shooting people. <laughs> That's a Gerard Butler statement. Yeah. Also, uh, how many dads in the audience do you think shed a single tear when Marine 2 sacrificed itself? Dude. That seems incredible. <laughs> Chopper 2 just going like, alright, preparing for sacrifice, and then just flying in front of a missile. My I need, god. I need to get the audio of Chopper Dave going, uh-oh! <laughs> Why are they flying, like, 30 feet above building level in the middle of the terrorists? <laughs> you gotta buzz the tower, dude. You can just, you just go up. What are they gonna do? I like the idea of buzzing Big Ben. <laughs> Oh man! Well, uh, Morgan Freeman's in this movie. He plays a fisherman. Uh, he was there I for would, a whopping yeah. five hours. And yeah. got the best they could out of him. Don't worry, he keeps moving up the ladder in the next movie. You oh, get some more of him. Oh, good. That's exactly what I was hoping for. I also get some more of him fishing, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, fuck yeah! He Finally. that's you probably had to really cajole him into doing that. He I, look, Morgan Freeman doesn't seem like a guy who enjoys fishing. He seems like a guy who enjoys being Morgan Freeman. I just assume when you're old, like, it's like a racial passive. Like, you just, you know, plus five to fishing. Stuff. Oh, I wouldn't even, you know, a racial thing. I think a lot of old guys are like, no, I get someone else to do it for me, you know? Oh, it was absolutely not a racial thing. I was yeah. talking about video games. Oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, what, what happened? Oh, yeah, we uh, should there's... mention, like, there's this giant shootout that we've been talking about. Yeah. And then a car chase. And then the helicopters get shot down. Yeah. This well, is... This is like three commercial breaks on TBS worth of nonstop violence. Yes. We, uh, before we before we move past the car chase, we do need to talk about that one guy on the motorcycle and oh. the one fucking kill. Yes. And you know exactly which one I I'm talking sure about. Sure do. <laughs> Where he crawls in the window, he's like, "Fuck you!" He goes, "Fuck me!" Yeah. Fuck you! And then just drives into a pillar. It's <laughs> the same one where Rick Torn was burying his bare ass. <laughs> Fuck me! Fuck you! The, the fucking the terrorist guy getting flung against that pillar, and then it cuts back to Mike Banning in the car, still holding the motorcycle helmet. That's what he says. Fuck you to. Plus plus. Yeah. yeah, he says fuck you to an empty helmet. Alas, poor Yorick. <laughs> this movie owns because uh, Aaron Eckhart is the president. It's like, wow, we've been in some crazy stuff before, and he's just watching like his second in command commit war crimes like <laughs> stacking of bodies on top of bodies just watching an absolute abject <laughs> horror as Mike Banning is executing people and seemingly enjoying most of it that was the thing is like when they're in the back of the car and uh and he tells him get down uh and, like <laughs> and the president doesn't get down for a couple of, and it was I'm not trying to be like oh I am to be goofs he you know he's he's standing up where while they're shooting at his car but like the the guy who's driving gets shot they actually break through like the windshield and stuff like that and then the president gets down because his life is in a little bit more danger I really thought there was going to be like a cut scene where uh 
where Mike Banning points the gun at the person. Say, said, get down! <laughs> the, the fucking... The, when, when Mike Banning and Aaron Eckhart are in the backseat of the car and the other guy's driving before he dies, and he's just fucking yelling at him, like, stop on the brakes now. Turn here. Yeah. It's just like, the flashbacks I got to learning to drive with my dad in the car. <laughs> like, dear fucking God. All right, sideswipe him. <laughs> Do not make me give I, that order. I cannot give that order, sir. <laughs> Slam on the brakes to kill this biker. Okay, Dad, whatever you say. There is, there's a scene later on in the movie where uh, the president says to him, you know, if I'm in this position, you have to kill me. That is an order. And I can imagine, like, Magpane just, like, licking his chops. <laughs> just starts doing, like, the... <laughs> the fingers, like, ooh, I'm gonna do it. I'm reaching. Oh, I'm gonna get you. Oh... <laughs> Little twinkle fingers like, oh, say the word. I hear him coming. <laughs> just a dog just immediately like sitting and paying attention, just falling wherever you move. He is a pit bull with yeah. a taste for vaguely Middle Eastern children. Yeah. <laughs> he is ripping and tearing like the yeah. doom guy this whole movie. <laughs> it's insane, honestly. These stairs have huge guts. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, we're like 20 minutes into this movie. Yeah. So the president, he takes, he takes five stars. Yeah. He takes the president into, uh, an MI6 safe house and, uh, he's like, oh, okay. The, the, the MI6 guy is like briefing them. It's like, you know, uh, this is no, 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 no. Rewind. Rewind. Right. We got to talk about when they go in the tube. <laughs> oh, as they would call it. Oh, right, yeah, house. yeah, fucking. Yeah. We are not, <laughs> Mr. President. Skipping over, <laughs> Mr. Car. President. Please hang out alone in the subway car while I <laughs> murder these people. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking when he gets the terrorist brother and radios him and they're like, hey, you know what that sound is? That's the sound of your brother dying. And then he just fucking knifes him. Dude, d- <laughs> that, it's like the line that he times. says after it. The line that he says after it was so the person says, yes. "Was that really?" necessary no (laughs) (laughs) you have to murder this terrorist with his own knife nah mr banning is the erection necessary necessary (laughs) it is essential he's gonna start doing a german accent for him i love america so fucking much yeah the fucking yeah it's great that the the scottish accent keeps breaking out every single time he talks about how these colors don't run every time he gets like the vein in his neck talking about how great america is it's like it's like when fucking vegeta gets controlled by bob and he's trying to fight it off he's just screaming I, I don't mean to bring it up again because you guys haven't even seen it, but again, he is violence jack in this movie. <laughs> he is a 90s OVA in a post-apocalyptic Japan. He's been unleashed on the world and now they can't control him. He is uh, the devil man. Yeah. God bless. <laughs> Parker, not to, not to sidetrack too much here, but uh, if you aren't aware, uh, Gohan and Piccolo added to Fortnite today. Oh. No. <laughs> I guess I'm calling in. Sorry, the roads are icy. There you go. Uh, you wouldn't want to, you know, hurt yourself. Uh, well, speaking of sidetracking, uh, we mentioned that last week's episode we had no idea what the president's name was, and none of us looked it up, because why would we? Uh, hearing him say President Asher stopped <laughs> me dead in my tracks. That cannot be real. What in the fuck is this movie? Maybe that's a nickname, like Asher Larry. 
Sorry. All right. So, <laughs> President A. <laughs> no, all right. We got too much respect look out for that behind office. You. <laughs> so, when they're in that house, I, I'm sorry. I just really want to fast forward to the the closet scene. <laughs> I just that fucking line. <laughs> I my theory is that was an improv by Gerard Butler, and that was a, a natural reaction from Aaron Eckhart saying, "That's not funny." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I my jaw dropped. I could not believe it. I was fucking watching that. I was like, that that would have been like bad in two thousand six. <laughs> is this <laughs> is this before or after the dumb fuckistan line? That was before. I I kept track of that. That is before right, that. Sure. If I had seen this in theaters and they had actually said, I was wondering when you come out of the closet, I would have I would have got thrown out of the theater for laughing too hard. I would have I would have been going fucking <laughs> insane. Stood up and saluted. <laughs> for those at home who've not seen this incredible film, uh, they get ambushed because <laughs> they're told that help is coming. And then they look at the camera, and Mike Banning zooms in and goes, Oh, they're not sweating. That's not our men. And just immediately posts up in the armory. Uh, another shootout occurs. He's dead to rights. And then the current sitting president of the United States shoots a terrorist in the head. To which Mike Banning responds, I was wondering why you come out of the closet. And then they just, like, high-five, and then we cut to the next scene. It's one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. The president unloads an MP5 in a terrorist. <laughs> the fuck is happening? As he should. Yeah, I mean, they're they're bad guys. So uh, this is also around the time where you get the. If it comes down to it, shoot me. That's an order, which yeah. is just the well, I'm going to carry that yeah. in my everyday life. I'm like, yeah. if it comes down to it, and the cashiers call out, you fucking put bullet in my head, and that's an order. <laughs> <laughs> to which you don't got to say that to violence, Jack, because boy, he was planning on that eventuality already. There was there was a fucking line uh, earlier to that another one that was like made just for dads, where he's like. Wait here, and uh, if anyone who comes through that door who's not me, light him up. He's like, well, what if you don't come back? You're fucked. <laughs> Incredibly good line, honestly. <laughs> Again, that's the one all the dads are watching the audience just silently on. Like, oh, man, it's not wrong. An incredibly innocuous throwaway line that really stuck out to me. Because, of course, we have to have all the other, you know, still alive members of U.S. and foreign governments talking. And they're trying to put a game plan together. And I mean, obviously the game plan is uh, let Mike Banning just loose like a rabid dog and murder everyone. But they're trying to plan this out. And one of the generals is like, well, you know, uh, if it comes down to it, we can do this. But uh, we risk turning London to another Fallujah. And it's like, man, <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder what this is all about. I wonder yeah. why they're so mad. Anyways, um, anyway, <laughs> they just move right past it. Like, yeah, that's kind of the whole fucking point, buddy. <laughs> Well, really, I mean, uh, really, really, politics in this movie. The important thing is uh, the motivation for the terrorists is that they hate our freedoms. Yeah, correct. Yeah, just in they case. actually hate Jeff Dunham. We haven't bad. we haven't mentioned, I guess, where the uh, the terrorists are from. What country they're from? They're from the country yeah. of I'll fuck. Let you Hedis- do. I'll uh, call your dad real quick. <laughs> yeah, they're co- from the country of fuck Hedistan. So <laughs> the fuck Hedistanians are are really mad, and they actually captured the the president and. Uh, they want to execute him, but before they do, they just punch him in the stomach a couple of times. That's their torture. <laughs> How are we not cutting off fingers? What are we? Yeah. Come on, guys. 
every once in a while, this guy who looks like he looks like he plays chess. He's the one who's delivering the blows. I mean, the president shouldn't even be coughing. <laughs> and then he, when he's while he's on screen, he starts reciting the oath of office. It's <laughs> so fucking good. I I watched this a couple days ago. I still can't get over it. Fuck Hedistan. That's yeah, fuck Hedistan is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why'd you go back to fuck Hedistan or whatever? And the dads of the audience are just like, he's wow, good one. <laughs> hey, you know I said I wanted a new bumper sticker. Honey, uh, all right, I'll put it on her car <laughs> next to the mic. <laughs> go back to fuck Hedistan. <laughs> My kid's an honor roll student. Go back to fuck Hedistan, Barack Hussein. This movie. We're gonna fucking carry that for like every other movie we see now. If there's ever a terrorist, they're just gonna be from fuck Hedistan. That's what. That's where uh, the new uh, Top Gun movie takes place. That's where the terrorists were. They were from <laughs> fuck Hedistan. Unnamed terrorists. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe the terrorists managed to get their hands on some. Gen 5 fighters. <laughs> Gen 5 fighters. I almost forgot about that. This movie was made like by Mike Gabriel. Just living in the back. Every time I go to sleep, he's like, and they go to fuck Hedison. He shoots them all in the head. It's, it's oh. this and terrorists headed left on Bacalacadaka Street. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really creepily similar, honestly. Yeah. One is played for jokes and one is... Like an applause break <laughs> as you go to commercial. <laughs> By like the way, Al Bundy walking yeah. in, knocking <laughs> on the door. Did you ever? You ever actually watch that show? There was a show within uh, a show on sure. on Married with Children. The, they had uh, the show was called Psycho, Psycho Dad. Dad. <laughs> Psycho oh, Dad. That's what this oh, is. That's that's better than Violence Jack. He's Al Psycho Bundy Dad. Gets home from selling shoes all day to watch Mike Banning execute terrorists. Killed his wife because she weighed a ton. <laughs> Who's a like man with a cheek? Like, oh my god, he's gonna be a father, and then we just never see the wife ever again. He's like, yeah, yeah but something more important is at stake: the president again. <laughs> there was probably a scene where he accidentally killed her. <laughs> Fucking, he can't be stopped. There has to be like Surprise! some switch on the back of his head. <laughs> his eyes bug out like the mask. He just. <laughs> He wants the fucking Kevlar mattress for his baby to protect the baby from him. Exactly. <laughs> oh, little fella. I'm not stuck in here with you. You're stuck in here with me. Start shaking the cage and screaming at him. Alright, where, where's Dada? Where's Dada? Give me the answer! No! Got your nose! The idea of Mike Banning blowing an infant's head off and then staring into the camera and saying sudden infant death syndrome. It's, just... it's like, instead of twisting the knife, he's twisting like the little fucking pacifier. <laughs> Tell me where the applesauce went. <laughs> Kind of want a kid now. Gonna land. <laughs> <laughs> She's just in the kitchen. She hears the baby monitor. You hear this? <laughs> kid starts like, uh, like, kind of softly crying in the middle of the night, and he is just like up, just like, like the Undertaker with like a nine millimeter <laughs> as he goes down the room. <laughs> He's sleeping upside down like that dude in Wayne's World too, <laughs> just hanging like a vampire bat. <laughs> Where is he? Tell me where they are! <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we 
forgot to transfer Mike Banning's coffin with dirt from his homeland. <laughs> now the president's in danger. <laughs> he is a daywalker. He's a fucking menace. He cannot be killed. Mike Bannon did nothing wrong in this movie. Absolutely not. The only thing he did wrong was not go back for seconds. Next week. I can't stop thinking about, like, fucking... His wife's reading, like, the cat in the hat to his kid. And he's just peeking out from behind the, a, a corner of the wall. Just... <laughs> he doesn't want the fucking eggs. He said it. Like, okay, honey. We'll he's just he's now. just hiding in the shadows, <laughs> and his wife walks by with like some fucking with, like a bassinet in her hands or whatever. And he just, <laughs> <laughs> honey, can you please stop pressing the nunchucks? The baby's trying to sleep. He can come at any time. He's gonna be ready. <laughs> I love this country so fucking much. I'm going down a dark was. road. Of- <laughs> Mike Banning is Renfield, and it's, it's a dark road. <laughs> Let me tell you, Master's eating good when he gets to, when he gets to the UK. He's got a pile of them ready. He's making his kid eat bugs and shit. <laughs> Parker, do you think that he would send his kid to the Jakarta Child Rings? Oh, 100%. <laughs> the Why Child Fights. <laughs> If any, if any child could take out a pit bull, it'd be Mike Bannon. That kid is that kid's sending getting his hit. fucking <laughs> sending his six month old to compete in the ten to twelve year old division. Yeah, <laughs> that kid's getting hit with be the bamboo before he can walk. <laughs> yeah, toughen up those shins. You got to break down the cartilage. Okay, you see this? This is your most valuable weapon, Dad. This is an AK. Yeah, I got one for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He d- he really does have like this wild look in his eyes. So he's like, th- it's like a gleam in his eyes and a, and a song in his heart as he's killing people. This fucking Stan Smith dude loves America more than anything else. Yeah, he fucking cannot s- keep that accident bay. He is uh, he'd scare away fucking Mike Myers. That's just not even close. He's got to have a higher body count in this alone. So as Bandit Keith murders three hundred and fifty <laughs> people in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, then we decide. Uh, so it's, it's revealed Where like. Oh, 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 at the almost execution? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Will this, we get uh, like another building raid and another yeah. shootout. Yeah, this is where he saves the president at like the last second, quadruple taps the uh, quadruple amputee. <laughs> this and, is when the uh, SAS meet him and he's like, anyways, this is my mission now. They're like, oh my god. Oh right, we have to talk Mike about yeah. <laughs> <I, laughs> that. That's where he goes up to him. It's like, do you have any idea how many times I've saved this man? Now you could either follow along with me or you could shoot me dead. And the guy's like, okay, fine. You could be in charge of all 200 of us. <laughs> so on that day, I put a jihad on them. <laughs> I was like, T-Rot, follow him. Kill me now. That's the thing, it's like... Put a jihad on YouTube. You gotta, you gotta admit, like, the, the Brits love giving a lot of deference to us Yanks. They, they love it when we lead. Well, I mean, it, so it worked much. out in two world wars for them, so uh, who are they to complain? Yeah. You know, one of the things I genuinely like about this movie is, like, no bullshit. When I put this on, I was really expecting two hours. Only fucking 98 minutes. It was great. It's beautiful. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. And it uses every second of that 98 minutes. Oh, yeah. There is not a lot of wasted space here. Yeah, exactly. There are, uh... We got ahead of it, but there's two uh, Mike Banning character moments I'd like to discuss before this whole scene happens when Please do. the president are still holding up. Yeah. Um, the first is when the president has like this deep moment of regret about like 
drone strikes and how violence just creates more violence than what America has caused. And he's like, nah, fuck that, queer, they deserved it. And he's like, damn, okay. <laughs> and then the scene after that is where he just walks in the room with a cup of water and goes, I'm thirsty as fuck. And then just shoves it into the <laughs> desert. So fucking water. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh it's my god. One of the weirdest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'm gonna start doing that. Cool. I'm gonna fucking do that in Colorado. Thirsty as fuck, and just chugs a glass of water and then talks about my boy. Chris, it's important when you do it that you also bring somebody else a glass of water so you can drink mog them. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be drinking like this. If you think about it, it's like, Chris, that's your ninth glass of water in the last hour. Oh, maybe I just like to hydrate more than you. <laughs> The president spends the entire movie Chad drafting behind Mike Banning. <laughs> it's just drafting, bro. That was the significance of that jogging scene earlier. He's like, oh yeah, stay behind that guy. He will protect me. <laughs> Maybe a little uh, too well. <laughs> so the president almost gets decapitated on a live stream that is being aired on every TV in the world. Yes. Like Times Square yeah. is just about to air his decapitation. <laughs> that's incredible. But also incredible in this scene is something that's really for the dads, which is the terrorists desperate to execute the president but have to wait for the Wi-Fi to come back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the most empathetic scene in the movie up with the terrorist for the dance. <laughs> you see that song? Yeah, it says, uh, gateway not found. What does that mean? Can I rough him up a bit more? Well, we have Adele. <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, I keep thinking about this, and I haven't seen the third movie yet, but uh, what's the third one called? Angel Has Fallen. Angel Has Fallen, okay. I, uh... I keep thinking, like, is there going to be a twist in that movie where it turns out Mike Banning is actually behind all these terrorist attacks just so he has an excuse to kill more people? <laughs> like, he's been, like, you know, coordinating with these people. It's like, no, come on, this is how I create a world of war. He's just, he's big boss, is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, no. A bunch of Viet Cong just sent me this angry letter. Send me in there, coach. He just goes in with the fullback shoulder pads. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the fucking Mike Alsat neck roll and everything. <laughs> uh, uh, Mike Banning and Moose Johnson have been dropped into the heart of the <laughs> Coming out with a whole bunch of ears on that neck. Let me tell you. A story in his heart. <laughs> it really is the full house backfield of Mike Banning. <laughs> uh, we haven't seen Kurtz in a while. I'll find him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, the ending of that movie would have been so much better. Mike Banning just fucking shot Colonel Kurtz in the face. Oh, he would have done it, no questions Saves asked. Saves all 45 See, minutes. I was thinking different. I was like, I think he should play Kurtz. That makes sense. That he's he's the one who's gotten nuts in the jungle. He's killed everyone. He's but then... He played both. <laughs> exactly. I would watch it. <laughs> Okay, Parker, so what I want you to do when you watch Apocalypse Now, ask the Alamo if they could show the Mike Banning cut. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's like 25 minutes, right? <laughs> now, does he just like put on prosthetics like Brendan Fraser, or does he just like go full den of thieves? <laughs> well, that's a, not to like ruin the joke or anything, but the character's not supposed to be fat, and that's how Mar uh, Marlon Brando ruined it. Which, by the way, going back to uh, fucking... Uh, the kid stays in the picture. It's like, I'm glad he came away with the same opinion of Marlon Brando as I did. 
thanks for nothing. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the reasons I knew you'd like that. Yeah, buddy. fuck him. Sorry, back yeah, to... fucking hates Marlon Brando almost as much as we do. Yeah. Anyway, back to Mike Banning. Oh my god, Mike, did such a good job, Mike. I'm so proud of you. You killed so many people, Mike. You did so good. Now, Parker, we have a room full of terrorists. What is a good way, peaceful way, to take these motherfuckers out? Just yell, Goldberg, <laughs> fucking football tackle one of them. <laughs> Is that the one where he kind of like looks up and like shoots another guy after it? Because I'm pretty sure yes, he does that. He looks like run into the room behind him. He, and he shoots him through the little hidey. He hole. he has a look on his face like a fucking puma. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> the, the he is a beast of the, the wild. <laughs> the gall to go slow mo for the tap is it's wonderful. Oh, yeah. That that's for the dads. See what I'm telling you? Hit and lift. Drive through the man. Like, like we Get talked up, about this before, but forgot to mention on the episode. Uh, like the siege on the building where the president's about to get decapitated is a fake one shot. That's like five. Oh, he got to talk about. And then they go slow mo for this. him just hitting a spear out of the corner. Yeah, the fucking <laughs> the best movie I've ever seen. In my there's life. like three different cuts in the so-called long take where you're just like, oh, they had to get someone who could actually climb up this thing because you know the director. You know who's not going to notice those cuts? Your dad. Correct. He's yeah. Crying. <laughs> How did they do this shot? Well, oh my God, coordination. <laughs> you know, I bet they, uh, I bet they did that all in the first take. <laughs> See, that's why there's so much shaky camera you know, here. The, the cameraman was afraid of getting shot by Gerard Butler. <laughs> <laughs> just describing how they didn't have a second take in different battles that he did not go to because he dodged the draft <laughs> I keep thinking about like what if Trump was in this the The only way it's a worse movie is he, there is no way he would let them get away with the uh, coming out of the closet line he would have to try to one up and he'd like ruin it in some way Trump's always good for like or a z- make it better yeah Trump's always good for like you know a zinger or something like that but he can never be like the butt of the joke so maybe he would add him. he would add more Look, racist stuff to say to the terrorists and that okay that makes up for it. The the problem with putting Trump in this movie and you know redoing it shot for shot is that we wouldn't be able to see him eulogize the British Prime Minister. I was about to say this. I would want to see. Like I don't care what you think of the man. Just thinking about the fucking diamond and silk funeral. Just thinking about him being afterwards talking about his longer than fifteen minutes. Just like talking about these dumb fuckers dying in a helicopter helicopter for no reason we got shot down anyways didn't make a difference died for nothing <laughs> while their family's in tears holding the little folded up flag oh my god incredible movie they call her m they call him h no it calls I me d, d. <laughs> for dead yes uh, thank you Anyway, so they drone strike the terrorists, which uh, <laughs> yeah, the movie not. ends. The lesson they all take. This is the scene we need yeah, to jump for. Yeah, it's like, man, guess we learned our lesson. Violence doesn't answer anything. Hey, look up. <laughs> drone strikes them, but don't worry. Um, all of the good people left the city, so the drone strike only killed the bad guys. <laughs> they, them going out of their way to say all civilians are clear of the area before this guy watches a drone hit him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Oh shit, like earlier on, well, like after the siege happens, like, uh, just play the air raid siren, parentheses rolling. (laughs) That means all the good people will be inside and only the bad people will be in the streets. So if you see anyone, 
You don't even have to think twice. You just shoot him in the fucking face. It's fucking great and that there's like he does the, the whole thing. Fun, you know, they would fight on the beaches and they would fight. A... Okay, so they actually this whole thing starts <laughs> because someone drone struck the wrong the wrong wedding, and it's like it inspired the terrorists. Like, hey, stop drone striking our country. Well, we know how to solve this problem. So hey, don't worry, we them. got the right one. Is that the lesson? <laughs> you know, that reminds me. What one of my favorite stupid lines in this movie is when they're talking about the terrorist that's doing it and Morgan Freeman goes, he's killed more people than the plague. <laughs> and this guy is number six on the most wanted list. <laughs> How much fucking murder is happening in this world? There is no way that anyone in this movie has killed more people than Mike Banning. That's impossible. Number five is Pac Bean. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> that fraud fuck Pac Bean. <laughs> Mike Banning is one through three. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, it's like, uh, that's the reason he gets so pissed off. It's like, he's coming for my spot. Well, I mean, this all happened because the CIA spent all their time looking for number four. <laughs> Mike Banning is like an Avengers level threat. Like, he would solo all of the humans. He would he, solo Hawkeye immediately. That's... He would leave him worse than he is now, IRL. Remember, like, the bullshit of uh, Suicide Squad? It was like, none of those people can fucking take on Zod or, or Superman or whatever. Mike Banning. <laughs> you give Mike him... Banning is jumping in the lake and fist-fighting Killer Croc. Exactly. All of, all of the girl Avengers jumping through the portal and getting immediately <laughs> shot in the head twice with his fucking 9mm. <laughs> 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 No, no, they were they were the good guys, and he's just double tapping everyone who speaks Fucking to him. Mantis brains splatter all over the camera. That is, okay, Mike Banning is a guy that I would play as if I was like launched into the metaverse in Ready Player One. I'm just you excited for an it's hour from now yeah. when your wife's looking at you like, "What are you laughing at?" And you just have to explain Mike Banning in an Iron Man suit dropped <laughs> into Fallujah. <laughs> just a one man wrecking crew. Mike Banning and nine other Marines back to fight the entire Roman army. <laughs> Mike Banning just carrying that stupid shield. It's just shooting people in the head. Oh, fuck What me. a film. That's <sighs> yeah. uh, just like, the movie even ends. the points where nothing happens, there's still dad energy going on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, my favorite. We go back to his resignation where we see his letter that starts, Dear Sir... Yeah. <laughs> and then Morgan Freeman gives a speech about how good America is. He's like, I guess I'll stay in the Secret Service. This couldn't happen a third time. Fuck my kid. Well, fucking, when they're getting, you know, after they defeat the bad guys by uh, having the SAS dudes create a giant fuck you explosion that destroys the entire building. Uh, you know, they get pulled out of the fucking elevator shaft. They're like, ah, you know, it was crazy, you know, all these adventures we had. And then he looks at the guy that just saved them and goes, hey, next time I say to blow the building, just blow the fucking building. It's like, <laughs> thank you, Dad. Appreciate it. <laughs> he really is their father coming in to tell him, like, this is what you should do to stop a terrorist insurgents. And they're like, hey, man, that really happened. Can you not put this movie here? And they're like, no. Son, Fuck come you. here. Let me show you the pressure points. Because, like... <laughs> that's good but like just terrorists taking over a city is such a good premise but of course it's like well that would never happen here in America Bobby's gays over there in the UK drinking tea fucking nonces <laughs> they'd be right chuffed if they got executed at a funeral so for Angel has fallen does he like go to heaven and uh, he has to stop terrorists in heaven because that's what he I keep thinking about. Angel. Yeah. yeah he is yeah he's fucking 
If Mike Benning just like sprouted angel wings and then double tapped people, he—that's the thing—is like they say in the Bible that the descriptions of the angels are a lot more like horrific than like our current artistic depictions. Mike Banning is a dad. That sounds like it right there. Are you saying Mike Banning is a biblically accurate angel? <laughs> yes. Mike Banning is like... Gabriel sounded his trumpets and he just pulls out an M16. <laughs> that's why he never takes off his shirt. He's got like a million eyes all over his thorax. <laughs> Gerard Butler sitting on a throne in the sky. Just picking people off from the rooftop. Is that how the Bible goes? I'm sorry, I haven't been to Sunday school in a while. Well, you if know, you watch Religious, then... Uh, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah, I've totally yeah. seen that, so I yeah. won't. Yeah, well... You know, apparently this uh, this movie got some flack for racism. What? Yeah, I know. Name Crazy. like eight or nine The live media! <laughs> I mean, you take out like 17 or 18 racist lines, and like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, well... I'm already looking up the next one. Nick Nolte? Oh, buddy. Yep. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. Yeah. Fucking... yeah, you're, uh... In case you thought you might want to break, like, oh, we won't do all three in a row. Okay. Incorrect. I mean, who, Keep who recording. cast as Gerard Butler's dad? <laughs> Isn't he, like, I'm a fucking... Curious. Doesn't he just, like, live out in the wilderness and shit? Yeah, he yeah. lives in oh, a fucking god. cabin in the middle of nowhere. Oh, my god. I want to watch this right now. Yeah, Nick Nolte as Clay Banning, a Vietnam veteran army ranger slash... Tunnel rat. Uh, oh my god! And Mike's guys, estranged father. He's also oh Mike's estranged father who abandoned him at a young age. Since then, he has taken up living in the woods all over the U.S. Oh my god! He's a tunnel rat. His name is Clay, and he was in Vietnam. Oh, he's <laughs> yep. gonna teach Mike so much. You guys. Oh my god. Have you not seen this, Parker? No. I, I just seen knew this. it was going to be an episode fuck? one day. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, saw I mean, I, theaters, I thought I had seen this one, and I learned quickly I had not. And I mean, oh, I knew no. in my you heart. Would, had you seen this, you would have remembered the drone attack. Correct. Look, I knew this was going to be an episode, and uh, yeah. I wasn't wrong, was I? Yeah. So, <laughs> apparently, I'm looking at more future here. It says, in November 2019. Oh, that seems so long ago. Yeah. Oh, Series yeah, producer Alan Siegel announced plans for a fourth fifth and sixth film as well as local language tv spin-offs that would tie in with the theatrical fi- guys we're just gonna do this from now on this is just our yeah, we're not doing shit. now this is, this is now a fucking has fallen podcast. we're not we're not we're doing, doing other movies we're just here. doing these okay we're just calling it the banning cast and hoping people like fuck up looking for <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> we're not gonna have uh, any more episodes for a couple years we're just gonna have to wait till night has fallen <laughs> well, in, in the meantime we do 24 one episode at a time oh Twenty four should be a letdown after this. A dime off of this. I'm cutting back my hours. We're doing every episode of twenty four. Yeah, I can Ugh. only work three days now. I have a I have a new project. God, yeah. that's the dream one day. No, you have to tell them. I can only work. I okay. Days. I have to. I have to. The I, president needs. I me. have to. I have to close the Wikipedia. I accidentally spoiled for myself that someone declares Cold War two. That is correct. Oh boy! All right, Fuck so me. yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm so uh, happy I waited. <laughs> anyway, London has fallen. Uh, pretty good. Three thirty in the fucking. <laughs>